This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back. Home stretch, silver and black today on the Tuesday edition. Thanks for being back with us. I am Scott Branson. My partner in crime here is Mr. Mo Moten. He is a national NFL writer for Bleacher Report. If you don't read him, we will find you and we will make you read him. We will hold your eyelids open and read the quality work that he is doing. You can also catch his Raiders work up on sports.com. Dot com. Follow us all on Twitter. Mo's at Mo Moten. I am at LV Gully. You can follow the show at SNB Today. Also, do us a favor. Make sure, if you already don't, that you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Mo, we talked about all the great stuff uh, and Josh Jacobs, this offense, this Raiders team, how they came out against this Texans team after kind of a sluggish first half to really turn it on in the second half. Now, the Raiders defense, let's start with a really positive point here. And I made the joke because I'm a big fan of the movie Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, what I'm sure you've never seen, uh, nope. since you never see any movies I see. Uh, but anyway, there's a great scene in that movie, and you've seen it around because I talk about it all the time, where the sales leader comes in and he says, listen, the guy goes to get coffee and he tells him to put the coffee down because he says, only closers get coffee. So you have to close a deal before you get coffee. Well, Deron Harmon woke up today and he had a whole pot of coffee because in the game late, he gets the pick six, um, which really was nice to see. First time in three years the Raiders have had that. And uh, it was a nice touch at the end of the game for the defense to put it away, to close it out. Absolutely. And I tweeted this during the game that Daron Harmon has been the Raiders' best safety this year. And now people say, oh, the bar's not that high, Mo. Well, guess what? <laughs> a lot of people expected Trayvon Merrick to be that guy. We expected yeah. Trayvon Merrick to take a, a big second-year leap. He hasn't really done that yet. Maybe a, a switch between the system has him having a slow, sluggish start. But Daron Harmon has been that playmaker. What is refreshing to see as someone who's covered the Raiders that the defensive touchdowns are starting to pour in. Remember our guy, Meek Robinson, had a, had a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Now, Darn Harmon getting the pick six. So uh, it's good to see the defense making big plays. But I will say, not to get on the negative side for the people out there who say we're too negative, but <laughs> that's kind of what the Raiders are going to have to do because they're giving up too many yards on the back end in no the question. middle of the field. So they have to really rely on forcing turnovers and getting takeaways to get that defense off the field. 
By the way, when we say that people call us negative, it's because we're this, there's this word I know nobody uses. It's it's sort of like a, a butter churn. Nobody uses it anymore. It's called objective. And so when <laughs> we sometimes are objective, people think it's negative. And I get it. Hey, Raider Nation's having a great week right now because coming yeah. off that win, as they should, enjoy it. It's awesome, and you should, especially for Raider Nation, who deserves so much uh, more. Uh, but we talk about that defense, Graham's defense, just giving up massive chunks of yards on the back end. You talked about Trayvon Merrick um, has not looked good the last three games, just and 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 terrible in 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 coverage there. And so Deron Harmon at safety is a godsend. Uh, then you look at the cornerback position. Rocky Sin struggled again, as did Anthony Averett. We talked about Averett with you, Mo, because you're the president of his fan club, and. Um, <laughs> He went out yesterday, and at times I thought he looked lost in coverage. Uh, some people disagree with me, but I, I just thought that he maybe is just rusty. So I'm willing to give him a pass because you come off an injury, it's tough to get acclimated again up to game speed, especially in a big game like they had at home like that. So I'm going to give him a pass on the week. But certainly Jonathan Abrams continues, continues to struggle where he is. Um, at the line when he rushes, yeah, he can create some disruption there. But overall, with Nate Hobbs out uh, of this lineup, um, there's a lot of problems there that need to be addressed through better play and probably player acquisition after they get out of the season. Yeah, I may not be as harsh as you on the secondary. I understand Davis Mills threw for 302 yards, but watching the game over, a lot of, I mean, if you look at it, Davis Mills threw a lot in the middle of the field. There's a lot of paper cuts. The, that's true. The first that's no, that's fair. That's fair. Now they had some big plays. There was one big play to Brandon Cooks where Anthony Avery was trailing him. I believe Brandon Cooks was over on a crosser. Uh, Anthony Avery gave up that big play. And there was a dart that Davis Mills threw downfield in between Anthony Avery and Trayvon Merrick to Philip Dorsett. Uh, for he, I believe he scored a touchdown on that. So yeah, they gave up a few big plays, but for the most part, Davis Mills wasn't Patrick Mahomes out there. No, Again, he wasn't it was picking a lot of part. It was a lot of dinking. It was a lot of dinking dunk. They were targeting the tight ends and they were targeting the middle of the field because early the Raiders were in their base defense with Blake Martinez in. So you have three linebackers in there. So they knew, okay, the Raiders are going to try to defend the run because we have this sensational rookie in Damian Pierce. Let's throw the ball in the middle of the field to get them off balance. So I understand where the Texans got a lot of their yardage from. So I'm not as harsh on the secondary as, as far as the pass defense. I do understand that Anthony Avery has been out with a broken thumb, I believe. So I'm I'm willing to cut not cut him some slack, but understand that. He may be a little slow coming out of the game, his Correct. first game back in a starting role. So I'm not hitting the panic button on him yet. I thought Rocky Sin struggled early and then tightened up later in the game. I thought Second he was half. okay. I thought he was okay. A lot of Jonathan Abrams' uh, passes, uh, receptions allowed came in garbage time. Uh, yeah. Davis Mills kind of went to the side of the field in the flat, and Jonathan Abrams gave up a lot of those. So I thought he was okay. Of, of course, he's never going to be a coverage safety. But as far as I'm concerned, the, what, what worries me is the Raiders are thin back there. So if any one of those guys has a bad game, it's go, it's going to show up because you don't have any depth back there to swap guys out. So right. that that's my concern. I think Anthony Averett eventually will catch his win and be fine. Rocky Asin has been okay. Uh, tackling sometimes has been a little bit suspect, I will say. But Trayvon Merrick, I, he has to pick it up because if he doesn't pick it up, he's supposed to be that, again, that safety that's supposed to take the next step. It's been Deron Harmon who's been able to cover for him. If he doesn't pick it up, that secondary could be in trouble without the depth of the back end. And Trayvon Merrick, do you think, I mean, when I watch him, my 
my guess is he's struggling with the defense. He's struggling with uh, the new system because you look at what he was able to do last year uh, and how he came in, and we were really excited. We talked about him all summer, didn't we? And then he has not looked himself. Now, that could be a multitude of reasons, uh, but certainly I just don't think, much like Derek Carr didn't look comfortable in the offense for a while, I don't see Trayvon Merrick looking comfortable and knowing where he's going to be. Now, yes, he's getting beat on coverage, but it always seems to be because maybe he's he's hesitating and he's not taking that step, so he falls a step behind. Now, you picked that up, and it's and it's a correct uh, assessment. And I what I gather from this is, and I'm, I, I'm not in the field, I'm not in the locker room here in the game plan. But from what I see, I think it's a little bit of miscommunication. If you remember the, if you remember one of the touchdowns, I believe it was the the first touchdown that Texans scored. There was a miscommunication between Amik Robinson and Anthony Averett. Now they got tangled up, bumped into each other. Guy runs free, scores a touchdown. I think one was supposed to pass the receiver off to the other. It didn't happen seamlessly. That's a touchdown. On another play, I think Merrick was slow coming over the top. He got caught looking in the backfield. He was looking at the quarterback, wasn't mm-hmm. paying attention to the receiver. The ball got by him, and I think that's a little bit of eye discipline. So just certain things you can – little things you can clean up where I don't think he's necessarily lost, but he has focus in the wrong place. And I think once he gets that as a young player, once he gets his eye discipline correct, he'll play a lot better football. Well put. I can buy that. I'll buy that. Um, we talk about, too, this team defense, Patrick Graham, what he's been able to do at linebacker. I, I was very encouraged early on when I saw Denzel Perryman and Blake Martinez in the game at the same time. We actually had an email last week on our mailbag show about that very subject. Would we see them on the field at the same time? Martinez had a couple nice plays early. They went away from that in the second half. What did you see at that linebacker position with the Martinez-Perryman duo, and then as they went away. But I saw Diablo make some good plays, struggle at times again as well. There, he just seems to be just a little bit inconsistent as a young player. But uh, why didn't they go back to the Martinez-Perryman duo uh, as the game progressed? Good question. I'll explain why. As I, as I said earlier, the Texans are a run-first team. They're going right. to the, they're gonna feed the ball to Damian Pierce. So the Raiders said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna play in base. We're gonna put an extra linebacker on the field, not an extra, but a third linebacker on the field. That was Blake Martinez. So you have two top tier tackles in Denzel Perryman and Blake Martinez to take down Damian Pierce. So to counter that, what did the, what did the Texans do? They started throwing to the middle of the field. That's Blake Martinez's weakness, as is Denzel Perryman. So now mm-hmm. you need to take one of those linebackers off the field and get another safety in there, or get another defensive back in there who can cover because now the Texans are targeting their tight end. Now they're targeting the running back in the passing game. So now you have to cover up the middle of the field. You got to take one of those thumpers, off, those two-down thumpers off the field. So that's why you didn't see Blake Martinez as the game went on because as the Texans started to throw, you don't want Martinez to get exposed in coverage. There you go. See, now you don't even have to send in the question for the mailbag show tomorrow because Mo just answered it for you. Uh, Good stuff. Uh, Let's get back to Deron Harmon for a second because we talked about Merrick struggling. Uh, Harmon gets a start over him, and the old dude comes out and balls out. He gives up two receptions on four targets for just six yards. Yes, everybody's going to remember the pick six, but Mo, he was stingy. I mean, I think that's the best word I can come up with. He was stingy in coverage. Uh, and that's really encouraging because um, if to your point about the depth, Merrick isn't doing the job right now, which is fine. Maybe he finds it. Maybe he doesn't. But you got Deron Harmon stepping up and saying, hey, let me show you how it's done, Cub. I seem to recall two hosts 
uh, on a radio show that were big on John Harmon in the no. offseason. No. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people saying, he, oh, he, I know he's got Patriots <laughs> roots, but he's washed. And I'm like, well, Mm-mm. this remind you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of Casey Hayward and Gus Bradley's system. Oh, yeah. Now, remember Casey Hayward, people, he got signed. People were like, well, he's a little older. He's just a placeholder. Turns out he happened to be the Raiders' best defensive back last yeah. year, our best, our best point. A little better than Nate Hobbs, who, again, had a sensational rookie year. But Casey Hayward was the guy on the boundary. I believe he allowed like 51% of completion rate. This reminds me a little bit of him with Deron Harmon, where he comes in as a veteran, has the knowledge of the system, comes in, plays well, and he's Johnny on the spot. He's around the football. Even when he's not picking off a pass or breaking up a pass, he is around the football making sure that the wide receiver doesn't get a clean catch. So, Big pickup for the Raiders right there on a bargain. Shout out to Daron Harmon making some plays because they absolutely need him. Mo, before we kind of wrap up the show here, one of the biggest, you know, if you put winners uh, and and I'll write about this in my column tomorrow on Sports Not, my, my uh, stock up, stock down column, uh, stock up way up on Josh McDaniels. Uh, you know, Josh McDaniels has been criticized heavily by the fan base, even by us at times. Uh, for doing crazy things. I'm still not happy with his trick plays uh, when the (laughs) offense is moving the ball. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Again, those smart guys, they tend to want to be really smart and show that they're really smart sometimes. But nonetheless, um, he may, uh, you talk about all the time, Mo, halftime adjustments. Boy, this team came out of that second half and really throttled up on offense and defense uh, and was able to get the job done. What did you see from McDaniel's? I saw. I thought his play calling again. He went. He got more balance, just like he did in the Kansas City game, uh, especially at the times when the Raiders were moving the ball and taking the lead. But uh, overall, it seems as though he's learned from some of the sidesteps, the missteps earlier in the season, and you're seeing him know when Josh Jacobs is on a roll and say, give the guy the ball, but also in other plays and other schemes, he seems to be mixing it up well enough, especially against a good defense. The Texans rolled out there. Yeah, absolutely. I think he called a pretty good game. I know people kind of held their breath when he did the wildcat car split out wide. Josh Jacobs <laughs> got, gets the hand, off, gets the, gets the snap, hands it off to Derek Carr. Of course, he didn't have anywhere to go with the ball in that first trick play. The second trick play worked out, though, because he got the ball to Matt Collins, who was crossing across the middle. So you got to take the good and the bad. I would prefer a creative play call than a non-creative vanilla play caller. So sometimes it, it of course, is not sometimes, but it's never going to be perfect. But you'd like to see that he's He's in the lab, as the kids would say these days. He's in the lab working, getting in his bag <laughs> and pulling out those trick plays to keep the defense off balance because you want to keep defenses guessing. I think Josh McDaniels did that on Sunday. Well, and it, to me, it's it's very Raider-like to live by the sword, die by the sword, right? Isn't that not what pirates do? Uh, and so so to me, uh, I get it. It just it, it makes me so nervous. Like I'm watching, I'm like, what are you doing? You're moving the ball. What are you doing? Uh, but, uh, I'm sure it'll work spectacular at some point and they'll, they'll rattle off a 98 yard end around run where Derek Carr is the wide receiver, 50 yards downfield wide open. No, that won't happen. But nonetheless. I, I'll tell you what, I tell you what, really quick. I did yeah. like DJ Turner getting carries because yes. he has speed and he has changed great change of direction. So I really liked him getting 
uh, the, those handoffs there because I think that one of those carries really got the Raiders' offense going at, at one point in that game. And it was really interesting because a similarity with the Chiefs beating the 49ers on Sunday. Did you see McCall Hardman doing the same thing? Yes. Uh, and it was yes. the same type of play mm -hmm. utilizing mm -hmm. the speed of a wide receiver, which, mm -hmm. hmm, hmm, interesting. Um, but nonetheless, you can see that that obviously is something working its way into the NFL playbooks uh, around the league, and, and the Raiders are no different. So it, it's all it's all good. Um, but Mo, I'll tell you what, uh, this win, people who are not happy about this win, I've seen some in the media call it an ugly win or a, a, a not good win. I think that's what you need. Sometimes you need to grind it out. And to me, what's different, I think in this win than I've seen in a while is that it was an, it was an, Oh no moment again. Here we go again, late in the game, they're down. They're going to have to try to come back. Uh, and we've seen those fall short. This time, they really turned it up on both sides of the ball, and that is exactly what you need now going on the road to the East Coast two weeks in a row. Yeah, absolutely, and I'll say this again. There's no ugly win. A win is a win. A loss is a loss, no matter how it happens. I know it's the Texans. I know they were at the bottom, 1-3-1 coming into that game, but the Raiders can only play who's on their schedule. I tweeted this on Sunday night. The Raiders can only beat who's up next. So it, it, I think coming out of the bye, they needed a game like against the Texans to get their momentum going. Because can you imagine if they came out of the bye and they had to play the Chiefs? You know, <laughs> you, and then it's a tough one coming out of the bye. And if you lose that, it kind of, it kind of, kind of puts a damper on things. They got, I don't want to say easy game, but they got a opponent on a lower end of the rung coming out of the bye. I think that can help them build momentum as they go on their East Coast trip. It is, and I send Sunday night, Mo, that um, there's nothing more valuable than a young player or even a veteran player, any team just getting confidence, right? right? Because you start, no matter, no matter if you're a pro and you know what you're doing and you're doing good and you go out there and you practice every day and you work your tail off when it doesn't go your way, it starts to deflate you. It just does. Even if it's subconsciously, you need the good, you need the good news. You need to see that all that work and all that disappointment is paying off, right? And that's what you saw in this, especially with the way they won uh, and how they were able to go out and dominate in parts of that game, and especially in the fourth quarter. So huge win for the Raiders. Uh, and I had some old-time dudes, I call that because there are people older than me, um, saying, well, you guys didn't see Super Bowls. You didn't see... It doesn't matter. We're here and now. This team needed that win, uh, and they mm -hmm. got a much-needed win and did it in, in, in cool fashion, in my view. Mo, we are going to be back tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be back with our mailbag show where I'm sure we'll have some cool stuff. We always get listener <laughs> questions that are great. We had a listener question last week, remember, about Derek Carr and the Wildcat. And we said, yeah, there you I go. think we'll see him in the Wildcat. And then he lined up in the Wildcat. So there you go. I think that the was John. The emails John. are on it. Yeah. That's we got good. We got good listeners, man. I'm telling you, John Davis, I think that's who wrote us in with that one. So shout out to John for calling that one. Or, my, or was it Gary Harkenreader? Not to. Oh no, you know, it was Gary. You're right. right. You're right. It, it was might Gary. have been Gary Harkenreader. Mm -hmm. It was Gary. So we'll I got see. Got you, Gary. <laughs> He's got you. He's got, got you. Your back. Um, that's where the age comes in. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back tomorrow with our Raider Nation mailbag show. So make sure you join us for that. And then Thursday we turn our attention, of course, to New Orleans, to the New Orleans Saints. We'll talk about that and how the Raiders look, as well as any roster moves or news uh, coming up from the Raiders. And make sure you read, as you will see, 
content from Mo up on Bleach Report. Make sure you check out the whole NFL. What's going on in the race of the AFC? Mo, it's kind of crazy what's happening. Uh, the Chiefs go on the road and beat the 49ers with their new shiny spanking new running back in Christian McCaffrey. The Chiefs, you know, everybody, boy, people doubted the Chiefs in the offseason. And guess what? They look to be and are the number one team along with the Bills. It's pretty close um, in the AFC. And they're going to be a team that is going to be tough to beat. Yeah, I actually thought the Chiefs would taper off a bit. I've been saying that the Rays and the Chiefs would play for that wild card spot in, in the last week of the season. That's probably not going to happen. The Chiefs are probably <laughs> going to win the division. The Chargers are mediocre. I wrote that in, in a recent column. That the, Chargers are, the Chargers are pretty soft on the run. They have not fixed their run defense at all. They lose J.C. Jackson for the season with a knee injury. That team is up and down, so I still think yeah. the Raiders can still grab second place in the AFC West. I do, too. The Chargers are going to have a new coach next year, uh, as will the Broncos. I'm going to predict that now. Even though he's a new coach, I, it's not working out in Denver. Uh, you talk about Russell Wilson, who kind of came back a little bit uh, when he gets back from his injury. I think he'll be fine. Uh, but I think you look at what's happened in Denver and feel good. The Raiders at 1-4 and four were you know, a story across the country. Oh, this is terrible, Josh McGann. Let me tell you something. The Raiders are in much better shape than oh, those yeah. teams are as well. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow. Mailbag show Thursday. Make sure you subscribe so you get that. Make sure you read most content up on Bleach Report and SportsNot.com. And check out my stocks up, stocks down tomorrow on SportsNot as well. For Mo Moten, I am Scott Branson. This has been another edition of Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Take care, Raider Nation. We'll talk to you tomorrow.